1: So I got my dad hat on, yeah. I could be suitin' up. So I got my bow tie on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties. Dad hats and bow. Dad hats and bow ties. Dad hats and bow. I could be suitin' up. So I got my bow tie on, yeah. I could be chillin' up. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties. Dad hats and bow. Dad hats and bow ties. Dad hats and bow ties.
0: Yo, I had a threesome with two strippers, and these bitches both turned out to be meth heads. Tell us about that. So I go to the strip club. I'm in hot pursuit for a prostitute one day. I'm really trying to fuck something, right? <laughs> so I get two chicks to leave with me. They feeling me and shit like that. They go out to my balcony. They smoking. Punch I, I your so so this laugh. bitch hitting your the pipe. fuck them after though. <laughs> Sound like a <it> did. <laughs> You ever had a foot job? Oh, I fucked Jamaican bitches. They feet. You, you know about foot bottom? You ever heard of foot bottom? Yeah. <laughs> that shit be hard like rock nigga. <laughs> Jamaican foot bottom is one of the three hardest substances in the world. You got diamonds, cement, and Jamaican foot bottom. <laughs> Yo. You ever had a threesome? Oh, shit. Bro, <laughs> what was man's on that day?
1: <laughs> hey, yo, what the fuck? Right, oh, I, right. I don't right. Know what man's was on, so that wow. nigga's the funniest nigga alive. That, too funny.
0: Might need that nigga on the podcast. <laughs> need a more like just yeah, a we might
1: that. just need that nigga to sit down and just right. tell us about a Jamaican foot bottom. Right,
0: yo, and then bring an actual photo or something of a foot bottom. You got an all-man moment, bro? Yeah. Um prayers up for my cousin. Uh he had a stroke earlier um today. Um I don't have all the details. I do know that he, he was by himself when he caught the stroke, mm. which is uh, super scary. Uh, he did drive himself eventually to the hospital. Um and yeah they confirmed it. Um so he's in critical condition right now. He's with his wife. So prayers up to that man. I was just was just talking to my cousin in like three. Hope, I really hope you pull through cuz for real for real like you got you got a family man you you got a family you're a family man it's going to be tough cuz uh this is the first time it happened and I do know that he also has um he has he has other underlying health issues as I'm starting to you know my memory starts to get back to me like yeah so I really hope he pulls through
1: let me go fix your mic
0: Thank you so much, Daddy. I appreciate you. Daddy fixes the mic. (laughs) Hey, yo, what the fuck?
1: No. You're
0: doing too much.
1: Like I'm not even gonna say nothing no more. I'm just gonna hit these shits for you, man. What The fuck are you talking about, bro? You gonna hit these shits for me. Right. <laughs> Emotional it. Um, all man moment. <laughs> so I go to the bathroom to get changed for the for the
0: episode. Hey yo, it already sounds bad.
1: Um, and I go in the stall that I normally go into. There's like four stalls. And there's one stall that has mad room in it. So I go in that way because I'm about to get changed. (laughs) So I didn't realize there was somebody else in the bathroom. Like, and that threw me for a loop because normally normally I could see, like, oh, okay. But I must have missed that someone was in the stall right next to me. Right. So I'm like, all right, whatever. But I'm looking because I'm still kind of shocked, like, oh, shit, how did I miss this nigga? And then I see a shadow. The man was definitely choking the chicken. He was jerking the oxtail. I don't know what the fuck was going on, but he definitely was he making sound effects. No, there was no sound, okay. but the shadow was definitely moving in a rhythmic right. uh, stroking motion. The light was on. You still saw a shadow? Yeah, the lights was nigga, what are you talking about, bro? <laughs>
0: Normally when you see a shadow, light might be a little off, might be a little. You bit know
1: of light. it's them and that you use that bathroom, bro. I haven't seen a nigga whacking off his uh checking though. I've seen that. You've seen a lot of stuff here, man. Listen, man, I, I don't I gotta go in the bathroom with you next time. Check that out. Nah, I'm I'm cool, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey yo, what the fuck? <laughs> um I also, another all-man moment, I, I guess, that has happened is okay. um, a lot of people have been talking about love with me lately, like love in all different capacities. So, Beautiful. Talking about relationships, talking about... Uh, one of the common conversations that have been popping up is this idea of unconditional love, and is there such a thing as unconditional love? There is. So... um. And can romantic love and unconditional love live in the same space? I think it's a really, really bad argument that people are overthinking. We're a great generation for overthinking shit. Um, but maybe we'll talk about that a little later in the in the episode. Uh, nonetheless, as you know, I'm coming to the the end of my six month hiatus from dating, and um, I'm kind of starting to feel like I might want to add. Add a couple more months to it, (laughs) cause I understand that what I'm looking for is super special and super rare. And um, back to oil in the chicken. All right. I don't. Wait, what? Oil in the chicken? Yeah. You don't put
0: shea butter when you whack off. I gotta go find this shit again. Come on, man.
2: (laughs) Police! Help!
1: Police! (laughs) Cow! somebody come get this nigga man <laughs> like hey this nigga just wants to start the episode off on the wrong foot
2: foot, uh, bottom.
1: foot bottom bitch
0: <laughs> okay on the foot bottom all right
1: oh man oh man um all right so mm. we're gonna get straight into it amigos look like they breaking up
0: um point blank period um Shout out to Takeoff. He looked like he remained grounded throughout this whole entire experience. <laughs> uh shout out to offset. You know, all he's been doing is offsetting uh Cardi B's uh mood swings. And I our
2: reason!
0: fuck damn, Cardi. And, and and for Quavo, I mean shit, Quavo lost to Sweetie. So that's all I gotta say on that. Not, and right now he's I see he's he, look, he looks like he's doing, you know, public outings with Karuchi. That's not going nowhere. I just want y'all niggas. To <laughs> that's see. a fact. That that's, is not. I seen that shit like That is this, Is we, this a blimp?
1: Them niggas got a calm six months six, of this six, shit.
0: And that's it. Yeah, calm six months S- of this shit. Karuchi Car- don't want you. I'm letting you know that quick. She doesn't want you. Quavo
1: don't really want Karuchi. Karuchi, can we? All right, so we're going to step into stop this. dating these niggas, Let's please. step into this conversation. When a nigga gets the next
0: girl... Right. That looks like their ex. Yeah, they kind of look alike too. Yeah, they not over their ex. No, it's called Kanye West uh, uh, syndrome. Syndrome. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: the Kanye West syndrome. Like, no,
0: Karuchi doesn't look exactly
1: like Sweetie.
0: There's a few things there though, but there's a type there. Facial structure, yes. Yeah, so there's some things there. Fair skin, yeah. The body, we know Sweetie has the the better body, but yeah, we know Sweetie has yeah, the better body, yeah. but um. Those, those other things we mentioned, those gotta count for something. The aforementioned is what we need to focus on, ladies and gentlemen. And and there is
1: no like, like you know what? <laughs> My man can tell it better. You don't find that suspicious. <laughs> you don't find that suspicious. Like, <laughs> you don't find that suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all niggas don't find that suspicious. Right, yo, it's, it's a
0: little. You know what I mean? you know I thought I should. I thought Migos was cool with Breezy, you no. Know? Uh. Yeah, that don't mean shit. Yo, this game is fucking weird, dog. You know. Bro code, that shit don't mean nothing no more. I'm seeing that in real time. Yeah, you know, Chris Bound screaming and songs. Karuchi. That don't mean nothing.
1: That don't mean nothing either. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't know if this is gonna last forever. Um, but it seems like offset, he unfollowed Quavo. Wait, what? And he unfollowed Takeoff. Takeoff and quavo made a group called unkin and few and they got a song out very migo-esque um so it seems like there's some behind the scenes issues regarding the group the Migos.
0: somebody wrote niggas is pushing this for album sales i don't know i don't know either but it, it i can't put nothing past what album sales who's buying the album I, I guess I- when they drop this album we gonna see I'm not buying an album. I'm going to just listen to it on YouTube for free, like every other, <laughs> other nigga. Fuck. I'm not buying the shit.
1: I mean, Unkin Few ain't really going to catch me. That's you know what I mean? Like, that's not the people. name that is going to make me
0: uh, a fan. First um, of all, I didn't even know that niggas was. What? what? Y'all, nigga, we still going to be calling
1: y'all Amigos.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm, that's
1: a fact. I'm, I'm not you know calling that. y'all niggas Unkin Few. I'm Unk sorry. Few? What the fuck are y'all talking yeah, about? Yeah, Amigos minus offset. That's what.
0: That shit don't make no sense.
1: And that ain't going to work. Like you about to
0: risk Your whole career off This
1: shit Yeah this Offset shit. Offset add a nice Little touch right. To it So if he not there Like <laughs> Y'all not
0: yeah. A couple of my dogs And a litter <laughs> Almost ended my whole Career over this
1: shit Y'all about to end yeah. Your whole career yeah, Over yeah, this y'all shit Y'all
0: whole career About to be over Stop fucking her. Yo fix the group dynamic Yeah fix it Make up
1: Um, Someone who does not Seem interested In fixing or making up
0: How are my two boyfriends And they're gonna be Calling three o'clock In the morning Wayne had the house number so now, mind you, I have my kid. My husband has his kid. We have kids, and by the way, it's my house that I pay for. I pay all the bills. Everybody's dependent on me. I'm the boss bitch. Like you don't pay for nothing. You don't, you don't answer no phones mm-hmm. around here. Whatever. I do what the fuck I want. I'm I the remember boss just waking bitch. up my husband like, Hey, like I gotta go. I'm taking the rover. You gotta move your car.
2: You couldn't <laughs> move it to the street and then pull yourself. No, up. I'm not waking doing all this manual like, labor. Taking
0: the <laughs> And then, rover. then he would move the car. I'm taking the rover. And then I remember one I was in just my just car, I was backing out of the driveway. He moved his car into the street, and then he gave me a kiss goodbye. I'm like, All right, baby, I'll see you in like two or three days. Two, three. Not two or three days yes and then i'd be gone for two or three days and then i would go home to my husband and he would have my dinner waiting my bath water ran i would be like like elizabeth when i grew up and then like a glass of wine like welcome home honey did you have fun
1: okay so first thing i want to say i might sound a little toxic but my bitch ain't (laughs) bitch ain't doing yo i I wish help me nigga i wish my bitch And I got to say my bitch, because at this point, the way she talking. The way she talking, yeah. I wish my bitch come to me talk about something. Yo, I'm about to go see uh, two other niggas right. for, for two, three days.
0: What are you talking about? <laughs> Do you want to come back and see a house or a funeral home? Ooh. Which one? <laughs> but if it's a funeral home, I am gonna tell you right now, they will never find your obituary in the papers, <laughs> ever. I'm not going that far. Bro, but, they're not going to find
1: it. <laughs> hey, you definitely won't find me when you come back to this Bro. crib. And I'm damn sure now I'm cooking you no fucking dinner and running your bath water talking about did you have a good time. Damn, shit, that's going to be cooked as a house. I just told you that. It's going to be a funeral home. That's it. So for those of you who don't know, that is Superhead. Hey, a.k.a. Um,
0: Karen Stephens,
1: a.k.a. now newly Elizabeth, Elizabeth something. All right, cool. Um,
0: Whatever, hey.
1: And so Superhead has come back out. She... Has a podcast coming. Is, is um,
0: it, it going to be about sex or what?
1: I I don't know exactly. Okay. Right. I presume so. Right. Um, but that was her appearing on Good Moms, Bad Choices. Shout out to them. She made a bad choice, but she's a good mom, right? <laughs> now, my thing about this, this uh, interview is I feel like she was saying those things as if they were a flex. No flex zone. And I feel like. One, of course, we already know if a man was walking around talking about, yeah, nah, I would leave my wife at home and I would go fuck three, two, two other bitches and, and then come back two, three days later and talk right. about, yo, you don't know, make sure, man. make sure my uh, bath water's ran and, and you know I mean, my dinner's on the table. Right, and like, to suck
0: this dick for lunch.
1: Yeah, like that ain't, <laughs> we know that ain't gonna fly. So we don't even need that. That is the low hanging fruit conversation right. there. I don't think we need to talk about Feminist
0: that. Feminist movement go will kill that nigga.
1: But like, I feel like this ain't a flex in general. Like that, she's. I'm listening to it. I'm like, you. You sound corny. What did the comment
0: section say though? Like I, I'm. I'm, I'm sure that. the comment section was, was all old. on her side. Like yes, bitch, yes, boo, fuck these niggas, and then fuck these niggas. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: I don't know. I don't know. But I'm pretty sure it was not on some. This sounds slightly toxic, right? Because you're talking about yo. I'm the boss, bitch, and. After I belittle my husband by saying I'm about to go get some other dick, right? I need him
0: to. (laughs) I'm gonna come back home and he gonna make sure he got my dinner and my bath ready. And
1: move the fucking Range Rover. Move
0: move move that shit across the street. No,
1: I need to pull the Range out. Yeah, my fault.
0: I'm pulling it out. Pulling the Range out. Move whatever the fuck you got. What is that? A Corolla? Move that shit across the street.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure this is a clip from a larger right episode. However. We are gonna hold niggas accountable. If these are the clips that niggas is gonna put out to get the then that's, that's what we're doing. We're gonna hold you accountable. That's it. So with this clip being out, um, and this clip was originally from their page, because uh-huh. I seen it come from their page when it came out. Mm-hmm. And it was um my two boyfriends were Bow Wow and Little Win before it even hit the blocks. Right. So it came on the fucking news feed faster than she came on fucking mouth. It's insane. So for me, it's like if you're gonna put this out, then let's hold. Everybody accountable right. for the shit that they want us to to pay attention to. I don't think this is a flex. I think this is corny. I think this is a belittling of the the partner. Granted, you ain't say his name, but everybody put two and two together and think that is uh, Eddie Winslow, right? Nigga, got family matters. All right. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, I know. So
0: it ain't it ain't a flex. It, I, it I, I would love to hear a statement from that brother. So, I really hope that brother, uh, you know, makes his way to the front of the congregation. Please, we'd like to have a word.
1: Yeah, we would we would like to uh, just just
0: just to figure out what happened.
1: Now, Superhead is famous for Even Superhead. That's just where it's that for a book, mm-hmm. um, where she like it was a quote unquote expose. Mm-hmm. I think that. she mentioned that Shaq had a little dick. Oh, I think she said Wayne was an average size dick. Okay, um, I don't know what she said about Bowell's dick. What's a little dick though? What's that? That's so no me. That's no me, my friend. <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like what? What? Fact, to
0: us? Uh, I, I. I'm kind of. i um, No, 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 no. I'm kind of. I'm kind of. Uh. I'm kind of. I'm kind
1: of. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like what? What is a small dick? What's that?
1: I don't know. Apparently, it wasn't. Uh, it ain't I don't know. Does that mean uh, so
0: the small dick hold on uh, wait, wait. the small dick the <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> small dick mean it didn't touch the back <laughs> of the wall? Or oh, the wall was already further pushed back by a bigger dick? Which one? Listen, this is this is where my <laughs> mind is, sir. We must build before the back shots. We must handle the business before the back shots it is consciousness over the cookies it is i don't know nothing about the it is revolution over the romance it is revolution
1: <laughs> over the romance okay Yo. i don't know nothing about dick sizes oh, man. <laughs> okay Jeez. and if y'all haven't noticed this is going to be a fucking clown episode we've been oh, serious y'all out. <laughs>
0: Last couple weeks,
1: we we
0: coming in with stupid shit today. I'm sorry, ain't much to talk about either. It is revolution over the romance. Um,
1: another group of people who decided they wanted to put out a controversial clip. Mm-hmm. Here we go.
2: King is the man that fought for
0: freedom, or the fact that he was cheating on his wife. That is triggering. Yeah. Oh, sure. Well, I'm a good dad. You're
1: not a good dad because you don't respect me. How the fuck you show these kids you a good father? You don't respect their mother. You're not a great dad, my
2: nigga
0: no. You're doing too much. I mean I'm serious. I mean she sounds like a like a like a turkey. Listen to this. Double this yeah. <laughs> nigga, Kevin. Yo, RIP the fucking God. God oh, damn, God son. God. Yo, bro. Bro. <laughs> <Best> That's <thing>. state. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking a lot of these clips sir. We're going to run these shits up Cause Ain't no fucking way you going to die like that boy Ain't no fucking Yo. way God damn So
1: be Simone on her Jeez. new podcast um, She's partnered with another young lady I don't know her name oh. at the moment I'll look that up in a second They decided it was going to be hot A take. hot take And a good idea to Call Martin Luther King Martin Loser King <laughs>
0: I don't know why
1: that's so <laughs> funny. A fuck. All because he uh has been reported um to have cheated on his wife Collette at some Scott. point Jeez. during their marriage. Mm. And so there's three ways I think you could look at this. Okay. Way number one is there's been people who have said the FBI has been the one to put those rumors out when they were trying to yeah. diminish COINTEL.
0: Okay.
1: Yep, they were trying to diminish Martin Luther King's name. Um, so did he really cheat on his wife or was this just a rampant rumor? That's, that's one way to look at it. Okay. Second way to look at it is maybe he did cheat on his wife, but that doesn't necessarily diminish his accomplishments. And that is between him and his wife in Bad terms us. of that's family business. And however she decided to deal with that is how they as a family decide to deal with that. Amen. Um and then the third way is, can a revolutionary king not get his dick sucked every woo, woo, every now and, do and way. Revolution. Woo, woo. Come on, Whoa. <laughs> I mean yeah. you are on the road, you getting dogs right. leashed unleashed on uh-huh. you. Water
0: holes down.
1: Yeah, you might you might find yourself in a safe house, right? With a with a nice nice young ting right there. Right. You know what I mean? And right. you
0: might want your dicks up. right now. I'm uh, not with my <laughs> wife. And uh, lo and behold, God blessed me with a nice, scrumptious black woman. You know the black woman that got the macaroni and cheese ready for you on the side? The black woman that got the apple juice right there, just not... The glass is a little full, it's not to the top. And she got the pancakes right there with the buttermilk cream just dripping on the side. Emotional (laughs) diamond, And that is what I needed when they said I did what I did. But in the name of Jesus, I... Did not do that because I am a good father. But um,
1: yeah, I don't. I don't this nigga, he gets caught up. He gets <laughs> nigga gets caught up. You gotta let him run sometimes. Um, yeah, I just thought it was a bad take. I thought it was a terrible, terrible take. Um, I'm joking, of course, about my man's right. <laughs> being able to get his dicks up. No, I'm not. I'm, uh, not, jo- I'm not joking <laughs> about that. I'm not. I'm, but, I hope he did. Shit. <laughs> what I'm saying, Fuck. is. Everybody is in a rush. I
0: have a dream. <laughs> oh, fuck. Can <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> 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 you, you imagine a nigga getting dick I have a dream.
1: <laughs> hey, yo, what the fuck? Come on, man. (laughs) God damn, son. Nigga finds a way to derail the show every single time. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, back to my point. (laughs) Oh, God. B Simone. This is probably like her third or fourth episode. This this podcast is very new. Right. B Simone is not a bad podcaster. Right. I've listened to a couple of previous clips. Um she's not bad at what she's doing in the podcasting realm. However, she's fallen into the trap that many people fall into. Damn, what's that? And that is chasing the hot take. Mm-mm. Everybody thinks that the podcasting game is about a hot take. And about saying something that's controversial and that everybody is going to circulate. And so, everyone is trying to chase it. Now, how I know this is because before this clip hit the blogs, like the last clip hit the blogs, this was on her page. They decided to cut this clip out. They decided to put this clip out to the public. So, you can't tell me that a decision wasn't made between her, her co-host, production, whoever else... Like, yo, this is going to be a take that many people are going to, quote, unquote, converse about. Now, I'm sure they didn't expect it to go the way it went because right. niggas is killing them. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, yeah. The comment section is crazy. Niggas is killing them. I'm sure they thought they were going to spark a contra- controversy <laughs> or maybe a think tank about, you know, uh, men in the public that have cheated on their wives.
0: The that king, have- Listen, the king of state is probably right around the corner. Never know. They about to write a fucking wild.
1: I hope they don't got no slander in that. I hope they don't feel like that slanderous. And
0: they decide to sue. Oh, yeah. Because they're definitely going to win that lawsuit. I'll tell you that. That's a fact. No proof. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) So. if It don't fit a quit. (laughs) I think
1: we have to, as a a people, because everybody has been talking about, yo, get rid of podcast. People need to stop the podcasting. Podcasting is definitely
0: under attack. Oh yeah, definitely. And then uh, fa- Facebook say after June twenty something, they got to stop banning podcasts from uh, putting content on Facebook. Well, they're
1: not banning it, but they're taking it off their platform. <clears> I think throat> because throat> they invested money and they ain't getting no money back. Oh and that's shit. what I think right, happened cool, there. Bro. All right, well, fuck y'all um, too. <laughs> but yeah, that's another conversation. Um, yeah. yeah, stop chasing the hot take, everybody. It's not. It's not gonna work out. Right. Like you're gonna say stupid shit like this, and Kevin Samuels is gonna hit you. With the gobble gobble Like <laughs> You gonna get one of these so know
0: That that was him is insane No <laughs> That is crazy Well A nigga that we know Is definitely insane And definitely be saying Some shit Is my nigga Tank Now what did Tank Have yeah. to say on, on The Trick chance The other day Toby Lane's Or the Weekend Woo Woo Woo
1: so sauce nigga was going Tory extra hard. I hope he was drunk by now. Wow,
0: that was crazy. Take the shot?
2: Nope.
0: Oh, <laughs> nope. I love, I love how he did that. To them. Nope. I'ma go. I'ma I'ma well, go. with the though. Overall in terms of tool bag, I'm gonna go with Tori. Mm. Second that, Tori. Second that.
1: Um. Yeah, I think it's debatable. I think uh the weekend has a lot of range. He's shown that from House of Balloons till now. But if we are talking about like being able to dip and dabble into many, many different genres, yeah, you would have to consider Tory and I think maybe etch him in front of the weekend in, in that capacity. Cool. Tory over the weekend, heard you. Um, as an overall artist, I don't know. That, that ain't that ain't it. All you got to do is say Tory. That's it. And we could just move on to the next topic. I'm just saying, I don't... I think it's debatable. I get what he's saying. And yes, like Tory has went from rapping to singing. All type of shit. To uh, 80s. Put
0: out a whole project nobody barely listened to, but the project is fire as fuck.
1: Yeah, I mean, no, it's a good project.
0: Um, But I also think The Weeknd, if you really listened to The Weeknd,
1: The Weeknd went from Michael Jackson sounding to pop to R&B to... Folk Like he's done a lot of Versatile things too Right But his voice has stayed Yeah in stayed a, the same A consistent tone But Tory plays with his voice A right. lot more it Pushes his range Yeah 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 So right. I, I could see Where Tank is going with it Um Tory over the weekend That's- I, I think that I didn't say that
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think that there's An argument there But I, I see where, where Tank is coming from
0: Okay Me too right No I work with Kelly Okay Fire And Working with Kelly Rowland She's dope You have no idea Fire
2: I had no idea
0: Yeah She's just a great person though She's dope it's like one of the Kelly. best of us. Yes, and her husband, this bigger husband. One of the best too. of us. Yes. yes, him too. Yes, yes. 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 both of them are just yeah. amazing yeah. They people. They I worked was, with Kelly Rowland, and I was completely thrown the fuck off. Right, because we we always how cool she was, we or? always no we always want to give the credit to Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Who is Beyonce? That's right? Beyonce. Right. Yeah, the so greatest of all so time. All you right. Say you we always want notice what you said about Busta Rhymes. You said Busta Rhymes and Swift Star on stage.
1: Yo, my only problem with Tank is he was so fucking extra during this entire interview. Oh, I loved it. Oh, my God. All oh, that sloppy shit. I need a shirt just like that nigga. I need that shit. not wrong about Kelly. Yeah. I do think he went a little... Again, I feel like he was so extra during this fucking interview. I was drunk. So, like, the whole... Do you see a shadow walking by? I do. It a little, a little okay, yeah, it's a little creepy. Okay, right. A little creepy. Um, <laughs> I think that, like, the whole destiny's child was designed to make beyonce look like the star was kind of i don't think he was necessarily trying to throw shade but it can be taken as shade as kelly is the real talent there and beyonce just got the credit for everybody else's talent more specifically kelly's because that was who he was bigging up in the moment in time Now I don't think that Those were his words Right But the way he said it Leaves interpretation
0: I mean at, at the end of the day I feel like Tank Was just overall Inspired Enamored And just super happy To be able to work With Kelly Rowland Kelly Rowland is a super talent. Kelly Rowland has amazing range. And I do also feel what what Nori is saying. I never felt like Kelly was like a stuck-up person. I don't know her personally, but she just always gives me vibes like she's not stuck-up. And if she is stuck-up, she's just having a bad fucking day. But I feel like naturally, just looking at her and, and, you know, even seeing her throughout the years over these videos, she is a beautiful woman. I mean, you know... The, the the old school number one record You hear all the time With Kelly is her And fucking Nelly Dilemma Facts. You know what I mean Kelly got a, a a record With fucking Eve You know what I mean Kelly got Kelly got a record With fucking all Kelly shit That people probably Will never play But that record is fire too Um, Kelly Rowland is just A, a dope ass um Writer Performer And uh, yeah man Flowers to her And uh, shit Looking forward to hearing More Kelly Rowland At some point Shit sure, hopefully she You know Drops a project or drops a single this year.
1: I think Kelly did a great job when it was her time to be a solo act. Yes. um, Showing everybody that she was able to hold her own.
0: And she definitely can because she is better than a motherfucker.
1: Because when it came to Destiny's Child, yes, I do think obviously with Beyonce's father being at the helm, Uh it was designed to make Beyonce uh, stand out the most. Um,
0: And who wouldn't do it? I mean- father was the fucking manager of the group
1: facts so i mean that's been the case since they were girl time or yep. whatever they called themselves yeah. when they were younger so um kelly i think did a good kelly is the epitome the epitome of like the the art the the entertainment business is not going to go out of its way to make me shine but i'm going to make sure that y'all see my talents and that's gonna put me in a space where I shine. Period. Amen. Like I'm not gonna <clears throat> wait for the industry to pick me up. I'm going to do some dope stuff myself and see where it goes. Like exactly. dilemma took over when that shit dropped. That's and as a single, I think it, it at the time. I'm not saying obviously. Beyonce's career then went in a whole nother direction. It definitely did. But Dilemma was just as good as anything that Beyonce had dropped at that moment in time back then. We're talking about uh, Beyonce and Sean Paul's song, Baby uh, Boy. Boy. We're talking about... Um, Shit, Beyonce and Usher. Beyonce and, and Jay-Z. Uh, dangerously in love.
0: Dangerously in love. Shit. Dilemma was up there with that. Dilemma took over a summer. Lemon was playing shit. Lemon might take over this fucking stuff depending on how shit works. So,
1: like, shit. I'm just saying, yes, obviously shit branched in different ways. Beyonce right. became Beyonce. A, a but, mega fucking star. But Kelly held her own and Kelly continues to hold her own. I think she's a staple in black culture, um, in R&B. Um, and, and then she also, you know, did some pop shit for a little bit, too. Right. So,
0: Shout out to Kelly Rowland.
1: You wanted to talk about this thing here, so I'm going to pull this up. Uh, Adam22's podcast. You ever done.
2: Oh, probably pretty recently. So I've gotten my Instagram taken down Yo. like three or four times. Ooh. And the first time that I got my Instagram down or that I got it shut down, um, I one of my friends, he works at Instagram. He's a guy friend. And so I started sleeping with him to have wow. him get my Instagram back. That's fair. He, yeah, and he did, which was really Put your, nice was of him. Yeah, and then I, I, I fucked up my bag. I did because oh, I, uh, I fucked said, it up with him insane. and did some toxic shik- shit that Jade taught me. I was just fuck girling around with her. So he taught me how like what the review press process is like, basically when you get your Instagram account shut down, yeah. and like which departments work on which things. Mm-hmm. So basically, he told me that the integrity department is the one that's in, up for reviews, right? Okay. So I went on his LinkedIn and I searched up um, well, I'm all just of with his Instagram connections. And then I searched up the ones in the integrity department and then I messaged them on LinkedIn to like see to get my Account back but obviously like they get all those e- like so many emails a day oh. so I stocked them on Instagram and then I contacted them on Instagram through my um, Like my backup but still slutty account uh-huh. and Jeez. I managed wow. to find a couple not from that department but like still people that worked at Instagram In LA, and (laughs) everybody tag Mark Zuckerberg in the comments because this is important information. Tag the Wall Street Journal, Taylor
0: Lorenz. We need an article about this. Oh man, this is insane.
2: I met up, so I found a couple to meet up with, and uh, the Asian community is like pretty small in LA. So like. Uh, they kind of knew about my podcast and some of them were already following my podcast. So all I had to do is basically reach out to them as like Kitty Lixo and we met up and like I fucked a couple of them and I was able to get my account back like two, three times because in order to get it back, if they deny you the first time, basically what a person has to do is keep trying, p- keep putting in reviews and every time they put in another review, it gets sent to a different person. So as long as someone keeps trying for you in that department, you will eventually get your account back. So all you have to do.
0: I ain't gonna My hold question. you. What's the sluttiest thing ever? I ain't gonna hold you. The the first time I heard it, I was like, "Damn, this is crazy." And now playing it back live on the show, I'm not trying to see her get her Instagram account shut down again. But I'm also asking myself, when am I next? Mm. Like, if it's that easy, goddamn! What what the fuck, bro? Like. Nigga, we need to play all the fucking hot fucking soundbikes we got for this one because all the morals went out the window. I I I was like, just for Instagram? I mean... This is what my whole song was about. This Instagram. This shit right here. I don't... This doesn't surprise me at all. Like, I don't... And she's bold for saying that. There's no, like, fear. There's no, like, uh... There's no, like, pep in her step. She's just telling me what i had to do cuz i this is what i have to to get my page back my page means more to me than my body but this is where we at this that is an attention sense. economy you got people who
1: Jeez. i can't judge what somebody will do once they get 100k in a blue check right 200k in a blue check right cuz
0: that's that's potentially bringing them some type of income that they never
1: got before 1.5 in a blue check like that's a different level of success quote-unquote clout quote-unquote success um that i don't know what else it brings so like you said it could be money attached to that it could could be be. uh relationships attached to that i've seen people break down when they lose their instagram account because of the accounts that they were following and that they were able to get to follow them and it'd be like damn i had I had such and such and such and such famous person following me on this account, even though maybe I'm not making, I'm not like at 20K yet, but I have these accounts following me and I'm developing this quote unquote relationship Relationship with this individual. And now if someone else takes my account or it gets deleted or I can't get into it. Or it gets suspended and I can't, I'm fucked right now. Right. So on that end of it, I get get it. Yes. Yes. I don't get it in terms of, like, going as far as, like... I mean, she made the conscious decision
0: of, I'm going to fuck these dudes in order to get my account back. She fucked several dudes, several departments. She fucked her friend. Now, what's so crazy about that is, the friend probably always wanted to fuck, too. And the friend probably took it as an opportunity, so I really hope one of these people got her pregnant because... this nigga work. always takes it to the furthest extent If it, if it didn't work, it I mean work to
1: work me that. this is the definition of coercion <clears throat> Is oh, it yeah. not
0: Like yeah. isn't isn't yeah, this
1: shadow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Is this not like Hey I'll get I mean maybe they didn't say it Maybe she was the one to be like Hey can you just make sure that my account Either way this is like a version of Quid pro quo Where right. it's like hey I'll fuck you And you get this fix for me or hey i'll get this fixed for you if you suck my dick like it's wild it's in a really weird space of uh potentially i mean if obviously everybody is okay with what happened so not nothing legal can happen (laughs) there but it's in a real really weird space of what a lot of people say they wish does not happen in the entertainment space where it's like a dude will be like yeah why don't you yeah i'll i'll give you a look on the podcast if you suck
0: my dick Like What's crazy is though The way she sounded She didn't victimize it In no way shape or form Nah cause I she think was, she was fine with it She was not the victim And like she said She So she used certain words That could be triggering to others The words that she used Was stalk mm-hmm. The words that she was using Was um. She indirectly was also Like I, I could see somebody Honestly In that situation I'm not certain That they did this Get a hit up from her, because she did say a lot of them was already following her. Right. They knew of her. You know what I mean? Them niggas really wanted to fuck, and then they actually fucked.
1: Mad at them niggas wanted to fuck her, for that sure. That is
0: insane.
1: She knew what she was doing. She had the power in oh, that yeah, scenario. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. She like, oh, y'all getting me my page back.
1: Yeah. I I know oh, y'all- I'm fucking shit up. Yeah, I know y'all are attracted <laughs> to me, so we're I'm now going to follow right. you. Right. And we're going to meet up. hmm I'm going to be extra flirty. Mm-hmm.
0: And maybe if I want to, I'll fuck you. Um, but I'm gonna ensure that I get my account back. Right. So you're gonna get that in writing for me, you're gonna do something to let me know it's in the next step. And the fact that she said that this is another thing that, that she said that also could have been taken as triggering in like another context. When she goes, Oh yeah. And if you keep on, you know, you know, sending the request, you know, you just gotta keep, you know, putting it in, putting it in until at some point it gets pushed to somebody and when they see it show up enough. Then they're gonna reinstate. I'm like, interesting. Yeah, sure that knew, is some shit.
1: She knew what she was doing. She knew what she wanted out of that situation. Mm, no, um, but sure. there are a lot of people who end up in those type of scenarios where it's like, hey, I need to get my 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 page back, and the person with that type of power is like, oh, okay.
0: Well, I
1: need to bust this nut.
0: I'm about to ask Instagram if they're hiring. Like, what position y'all got open? It's different, man. <laughs> um, I'm about to quit
1: <laughs> So A while ago I went on a date This was a while This is like years ago Okay Cause you said a while Like three weeks ago I went on a date Like years ago And This was when we first Started the podcast And we first First started it And that it was when 2016 Around that time Yes, yes. Um 2016, 2017, somewhere around there. Okay. Um, And at the time, that was when we was a lot wilder.
0: I'm still wilder, actually.
1: And I said wilder. Okay. <laughs> and right. I think people <clears throat> knew us more so for the hot takes. Facts. We was wild. I mean, we still got the hot takes, but- that- Yeah, y'all want the more conscious reform. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not the same as as 2016, and I don't encourage y'all to go back to those episodes because we will get canceled. I actually encourage y'all to go back. Please don't (laughs) Um, cancel us. Please don't cancel us. But back in those days, Mm -hmm. I went on this date, and the girl that I went on the date with, it almost seemed like. She kept trying to get a hot take out while we were at dinner. She thought she was on a podcast? It seemed like she thought she was on the podcast. Does she still listen to the podcast? I don't know. No, um, but what I do know is it brought me to this conversation, okay. and that is content you versus real you. And what does that look like? Your image, your profile. Who you present yourself to be, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Snapchat, whatever social media uh, outlet that you choose, versus who you are as a real person, and what do you think that is? Is there a discrepancy between the two, or
0: are they the same person in your eyes? That's actually a fucking great question, man. Damn, yo, did Corinne Stefan suck <laughs> your dick early before the fuck? I mean, Elizabeth. I mean, super whatever, honey. <laughs> Did she suck your dick in between Weezy and Chill da- da- Mo? Like, what Chill, the fuck, mo. bro? <laughs> like you, the nigga, you hit that on the head—the same head that you was probably like, yeah, I'm a single individual uh, right now. Okay, okay, uh, whatever the fuck you say. Okay, uh, I think content me is more fire than the me in real life. Hmm. Ex- expound upon that I think I think content me is a version of me digitally that in real life if I was to be like that 24 7 none of y'all will be able to handle that mm. none of y'all not you not floor. nobody I would not even be able to handle that because digital digital me I post like three, four, five times, sometimes six times a day. And depending on what I post, it doesn't even matter what the post is. Y'all niggas eat it up. Anybody on my page, y'all eat that shit up. Deadass. It could be community distinguished. Y'all eat it up. It could be erotic you distinguished. Y'all eat it up. It could be I'm um, doing a speaking engagement at a school. Y'all eat it up. It could be me talking about, you know what I mean, uh, hump Wednesdays. Y'all definitely eat that shit. Y'all some nasty motherfuckers. I put some shit last uh last week. uh I'm uh can I record us nasty? That shit is that shit is almost at 50 something. I had a few things in the inbox. Listen, man, y'all, y'all, y'all gotta chill. Y'all gotta calm down. Might fuck around, fuck up some marriages again. I don't want to go back there. I'm delivered. Um, I think me in real life is very deep, very conscious. Um can come off a bit profound in terms of i guess how articulate i am you know i had somebody tell me the other day you're very articulate i said is that because i'm black like what what, the fuck does that even mean what i can't put words together The fuck, bitch i know what dictionary is <laughs> i'm a rapper <laughs> um i think me in real life is very like just chill i don't think it's extra. I don't think it's playing a facade. I think it's, you know, me really being me. Um, for example, me in real life, prime example, fucking, I think it was yesterday, telling my mom about um, somebody that I used to date. She knows her. Um, we're actually still, uh, still really good friends to this day. I'm like, yo, ma, she just graduated. I lift my arm up because I had to, I think, like stretch. She was like, you need to shave your armpits like damn the fuck i just said she graduated i know but you're i'm like let's stick to what i'm saying and i wanted to black on my mom but i just let it go that's that's me in real life i just give you the you know i don't talk about this shit no more me on social media now i probably would have made a joke about it i really wanted to go crazy on my mom for that because she had got me fucking tight
1: Something. emotional it. Right, right.
0: that's what the fuck that's where she was at um but yeah that's a, that's a great question well what about you back at you what is the difference between content xab and real life xab well before i get into that let's
1: add a little bit more context to it okay
0: content is entertainment and it's important for people to understand that when you watch the Ellis on social media, it's entertainment. Mm-hmm. You get less than one percent of me actually fathering mm-hmm. on social media. You know what and I'm me saying? Me wifing and me mothering, yeah. It's true. But but I felt a responsibility to let the people who follow me know, like, okay, this is what happened because a large part of the time it's me joking with my kids, mm-hmm. me laughing and doing stuff with my
1: Um Okay. I agree with that. And I would say that you're only getting like, you're getting probably two percent of who I am as an individual on That's online. Awesome. Damn. Like, whether you're listening to the podcast, this is one version of me. Whether you're listening to uh, or you're watching IG clips, um, or you're looking at my my story and what I post on there, none of those things are, are all encompassing reflection of who I am as an individual. A lot of them probably might even be misleading. Like my story, I like to put shit that makes me laugh. And jokey stuff, I like to put a lot of relationship stuff, um, love stuff, but things that'll make you think, but that's not like a reflection of if you actually have a conversation with me. A lot of cast facts. Facts. That's that's our man's cast. Shout black, out to him. Black couple revolution. Like and then even if you have a conversation with me in the inbox, depending on what my mood is that day, depending on how I feel like that message came off, you're going to either you're go, you're not going to get the full version of me either. Like the only way to really know who anybody is, and I think this is kind of simple but complex uh, conversation, is to meet them in person, to speak to them in person. That's a fact. Um... Talk to them on a consistent daily basis, and social media is not designed for you to get in deep with somebody.
0: Yeah, but you could still bag people on social media.
1: You could 100% bag, you know but mean? you're bagging their representative. That's why a lot of people are dealing with quote unquote representatives nowadays. You work for you? Work for T-Mobile? <laughs> a, a lot of niggas. I know that was slide right. Yeah. A lot of niggas is is quote unquote bumping into people's representatives. Because y'all rely too much on social media to define
0: who a person but, is, but 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 when you meet some people in real life though, they awkward as fuck. It'd be weird. It's like that. I like you better online, and
1: that's be the digitally thing.
0: digitally though. Like, ugh. cause
1: we got we got the different people online. We get the internet thugs online. We right. get the freaks online. Now that's the one that be. Pissing me off, right? Because right,
0: when I meet you in real life, why are you ain't busted open like the way you was in the fucking You wild, way? you wilding in the DM. Wilding, you wilding in the DM. I want to have your baby. All right, we meet up
1: go. in person. You acting like you don't want to do nothing, and it's like, all right, that's your your right yeah. and your privilege. But why was you doing all of that in the DM? and Then
0: go online and say you're a Jesus freak. No, you a street freak. Like, right. come on, let's, let's not, let's not play wilding, games. The way where you was wilding in my inbox, you would not wild in Jesus heaven. Okay. You wouldn't <coughs> be doing that shit. Cut it out. So I, I just think that a lot of representatives
1: are showing up and I think a lot of people are relying way too much on social media to define people before they really get to know them. You're not going to get to know somebody through DM interactions, through what they post, and through what's on their story you might get an idea of who they are right but like you said you might be posting a fraction of who you are that's a fact or you might be posting in a particular way to create a picture
0: that may not necessarily be who you are right exactly because i'll be posting some shit sometimes just to get you know i mean what the chips with the dip you feel me like i just want shits and giggles and then sometimes I mean, I might post some real shit, you know, might get a snippet of a poem, but really and truly, a lot of y'all motherfuckers don't know me, that's why I, 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 I put up a post today signed, you don't know me, y'all don't fucking know me, y'all, y'all listen to me, y'all, y'all might see some videos online, and then it's crazy, because some of y'all will do, with dead meet me in real life, and y'all be awkward as shit, and I just be like, yo, I was, better after, I was better off just being left online, like, next time we talk, just hit me in the inbox, great show, thank you.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of how I felt. Like I
0: felt I can't remember exactly who the young
1: lady was, but say her name. Um, on. I remember us being at dinner. Oh, and
0: who, who paid for the dinner?
1: I remember us being at dinner, and we were talking, and it was like every conversation that came up, it was trying to pick my brain type shit, and it's like, yo, shorty. Can we have a fucking dinner date and get to know each other organically instead of you asking me, like, oh, so what do you think about uh, so-and-so-and-so-and-so? I don't give a fuck. I'm not on the podcast.
0: Damn.
1: I don't care about Chrissy and Jim Jones right now. Damn. I care about me and you. <laughs> Damn. What are you, What is, how was your day? Did you end up fucking
0: at least after or?
1: Bro, I just said I don't remember who the girl was. You keep asking me dumbass questions. That is hard. <laughs> I
2: don't remember who the girl was? I
1: don't. I, mean, I don't. I mean, I, mean it was, I mean, the date was not memorable. This was years ago. I okay. don't remember who I was on the date with. But, yeah, I think a lot of that shit happens, and we got to get yeah. out of this mindset of thinking that because somebody is one way online that we know who they are. That shit is weird. Where we at? Where we at on this fucking schedule? So, did you see that meme of the girl that flew out to see her
0: boyfriend? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I saw, I actually, I, saw, I literally watched it like five times. I wanted to make sure I was watching the right thing. Watched it five times.
1: I watched it bad times. Yeah, I watched it a lot. With the music, without <laughs> the music. I went to her page on yeah, TikTok.
0: Yeah. How'd you feel about that? I feel like the boyfriend was cheating. The boyfriend did not look happy. Boyfriend looked like he was up to something. Boyfriend did not look happy. You wanna hit that uh you you wanna hit that uh suspicious? That, 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 <laughs> that, that, not that nigga. That you don't find that suspicious? Oh. You don't find that suspicious? You don't find that suspicious. Every Very suspicious. I'm not going to lie to you. That nigga didn't want to get off the couch. He didn't want to get off the couch. I feel like he was hiding something. That nigga... Yeah, like his phone. He was cradling the phone. Yo, he really... Yo. I think he had a sneaky link, and it just... He had to cancel that. And it's weird because she's... Did she say surprise, or did she say he knew that it was coming? She said it was a surprise. That nigga was
1: cheating. He was cheating. He... Very, he has something to hide. Yeah, very suspicious, like the brother said. <laughs> um, have you noticed tells in your partners when they were doing something they weren't supposed to do or they weren't
0: interested in you anymore? Um Yeah. Like I remember one time sitting beside my partner and we were talking about something relationship wise. And she's like, "Yeah, like, um, I think I asked, I asked her a question. Like, I think we we have spoke about it on the podcast. Basically, the question was like, if you dating a baller ass nigga, and um, your girl, the girl that you're dating, basically, her friend has a birthday party. Do you cover the bill? Mm. Because you because you the ball ass nigga. And I was asking her how would she feel about it. And she was like, I wouldn't feel no way." And that's when I knew I was like, don't even talk like that. So a part of me right there knew like mm, this ain't even you. And then there was like another question I asked her. And then she was like, I mean, all I did was like give him my number type shit. And I was just like, a nigga could not get away with this. <laughs> I, I couldn't get away with this. So those are like signs that. Where she told you
1: in a in a conversation, yeah, all like, I did was give the nigga yeah, my, yeah, like my number, like, like yeah, it's I, not a big deal.
0: I was like, Wow, I could not say no shit like that. And I just realized like, uh, this shit might not work, and here we are. Shit didn't work. Um, so yeah. But well, yeah, uh, you know, it would be it'll be little shit like that or you could like I don't know, I feel like me, maybe I look into it too deep. You could always tell in a text message too. Could just tell. Man, oh, when Texas. the taxes they when, they when stop it start, hitting a certain type yeah, of way. Yeah, when, when when like the good morning is not like like they still saying good morning, but it's but, the way you like you know it hit. Yeah, it went from good morning to GM. Yo. Yeah. Or, or or good morning with a dot. You never yeah. put good morning you with a You ain't put no dot
1: before. You yeah. used
0: to put good morning with a fucking sloppy face. I used to know that was a sloppy. With the topic. wet wet. Yeah, with the wet wet. The wet emoji on the on the end of the fucking devil horns. Or the halo, if you're trying to be a good girl, but you want to get fucked like a little bitch. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah, I, it, it's different. And, uh, you know, the, another thing that I noticed that changes that you could pick up on if y'all started out tagging each other in every fucking dumbass thing on IG or every little dumbass TikTok, or you're like, oh, look at this, look at that. And then that starts to decline. It's either another nigga in the lurks, or that's a fact. Or she just really and truly, she just kind of over it. Nah,
1: you can always tell when another nigga's in the, in the yeah, lurks because yeah, yeah, the like energy, defi- you can feel the energy split. Yeah. Like, right. you you used to be able to hit her up 24-7, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden, you can only hit her up for six
0: hours out of the day, and then right. she's missing for the next couple of hours. She's telling you, oh, yeah, um... So sorry I wasn't by my phone. She was getting her back blown. That's a fact. That's what was happening. Or she
1: was on Facetime with the nigga for ten hours.
0: Right. Or or they was they they was somewhere and then and then and then she was getting some Facetime. You feel me? Like it's crazy.
1: I know. For me, I feel like well, one time that that it really happened, I knew it was over. Yeah. Uh, me and my partner were having sex and we both just started laughing. Emotional. Damn it. What the fuck? We both just started laughing. Bro, what the fuck? Math?
0: <laughs> what are you talking about right now, bro?
1: Me and my partner were having sex and we both just started laughing because we, I think we both at that moment realized, yo, we're just doing this to try and do it. Like, but there's no emotion in this. There's no, like, actual desire to do this. We just, Kind of, I can't wait for this clip to post. Young, dumb, and trying to fuck just because that was, I guess, maybe our only method of showing intimacy at that moment in time. I said we started laughing. Definitely started laughing, and it was at that moment that I was like, "This relationship, I think, is over." Damn, we we're no longer in a space where uh, we are like attracted to one another like that. We loved each other still, but we were no longer like in that romantic love anymore. So um that for me was like a big tell. I was like, "Yep. I walked away from that like, yo, this relationship's done." Damn. <laughs> I and I think a week later we we were broken up, so. Oh shit, damn. 100%. So I was right. Old blooded. But um but yeah, besides that, I'm getting I think as an adult I know exactly Like, you could tell the difference early, like we were talking about. Like, the way someone texts, the way they start talking to you, the way they start not answering calls. How
0: long they they get back to you, too, type shit.
1: Yep, yep. And then, like, if they're the type of person that they'll tell you exactly what their communication style is, like, there's a lot of women who be like, yeah, I love the phone. And then they call you, and then they stop calling you, I know what time it is. Like, 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 we know
0: where this is going. Like, we both know what time
1: it is. Shorty, that man don't like you. Letting you know. Um, so I was talking to another young lady over man. the over the weekend. One of
0: the young ladies you be talking to, bro. You know what I mean, <laughs> Rolodex is crazy, bro. Um, you
1: and that nigga, you that nigga. She was telling me about a situation where someone that she was dating, I I personally feel like weaponized vulnerability. Now. I feel, I don't know the answer to this, but I know this shit about to get wild. When was the time you weaponized vulnerability as a man? Do you need me to describe with yeah, that? Yeah,
0: yeah, you might want to break that down you're using a big ass word today. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. No weapon against me shall prosper, I'll tell you that much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you see? So sometimes, sometimes I feel like men more than, no, let me not even say men more than women. Okay. Clean it up. People will weaponize being vulnerable about something in order to keep their partner or make their partner like kind of change their mind about the decisions that they're making. So for instance, your girl comes to you and she's like, yo, I'm breaking up with you. This shit is over. And then you break down crying and you like, "Come on, baby, please. You know, like, yo, you know my uncle, yeah, you know I me, mean? he had a little accident." Damn. You know, 3 months ago and I'm still recovering from that. Damn. And so now your partner's sitting there like, "I can't leave him now. Like, I got to I don't want to put him deeper into his his feelings, his depression, his sadness. So, we going to work through this together has there ever been a time where you weaponize vulnerability Well, maybe it's true but you know that you're bringing this shit up at this moment in time so that your partner doesn't leave you or doesn't this argument stops it, it doesn't continue like has there been a time
0: when you've done that yeah i i feel like i've i've done that i'm trying to really remember uh uh, a real distinct memory but only thing i could remember from the memory was that the sex was fucking great <laughs> it was just fucking toxic and amazing and sweaty and just you know what i mean might be a little bubble you know appearing in the left eye socket type shit just from all the, the stroke hey
1: yo what the fuck <laughs> what just, nigga
0: <laughs> just <laughs> like you feel me? Just all of that shit going on. Um, yeah, I think that um I think at this if we're gonna if we're gonna call this a game, I think men are better at playing this game. <laughs> men might be a little bit better, you know, by you know, hearing a situation and then figuring out, all right, cool, what's the next thing I need to say or not to say, make her indirectly feel bad about the decision she's about to make. And then all right, cool. You know you got like ten fucks in you. Out of those ten fucks, three and a half is gonna make her stay for another maybe four months.
1: Man. I think men <laughs> I think men definitely use weaponizing yeah. vulnerability. Men got that down pack. More than women for sure. No for weapon sure. against us, we <laughs> As a right?
0: toxic trait. As a toxic trait. Men definitely got, got this shit packed. That shit is on the uh Nigelations uh um book. All right. I'm about to say a true thing. I'm about to say oh shit.
1: So, there's been a conversation Uh-oh. around men not showing emotion. Huh? Right? Huh? Part of this <laughs> is for this very reason. Oh, shit. Because I got to use emotion. I got to weaponize emotion for when you trying to leave me. So, the only time I'm going to show this shit is when you about to leave. Oh, yeah. you about to step out this door and it's like... Now I'm busting down crying. You ain't never seen me cry. Right. You've been with me for three, four, five years. You ain't right. never seen me break down and cry. Now I'm busting down crying. Right.
0: This is the, you about to leave me cry. This ain't even me crying. This is the emotional cry. And now you're looking at it like, oh, this nigga's crying. He must really. No, he must really just want you to stay
1: right now. Clean. That's it. Clean. That, that's all. Vulnerability. De- and he might feel. He might, might feel a certain type of way, but he's not Drake. But he's definitely sitting there like, "Yo, I better cry at this moment in time." Uh-huh.
0: Gotta, you know, because that's
1: gotta, what's gonna make her stay.
0: Gotta really break it down. Like I never forget one time I had broke up with somebody, and we got back together. And as I'm fucking him, I started crying, and she was like, "Yo, what happened?" I was like, "I just missed this pussy." I ain't say it like that though. But I was like, "I just really missed you. I just really missed being inside." I was like, "Damn, son, I probably got another." Ten fucks left because I don't know what's gonna happen after this. Then I fucked around. I lost my job. It was over after that. I was like, "Damn!" I had about six months. It was a good run. It bought you six months. Yeah. The cry. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah. Because I was really crying in the end, type shit. It was just bad, bad. Like, nah, I'm good now. Don't want, don't want to be here to see you pick up the pieces. I'm like,
1: damn. I mean, well, that's the that's the piece that niggas don't talk about is when. When you run out of those uh, sympathy fucks and sympathy, I'm going to come back to you, and now you really feel it. All it does is buy you some time. It's just a Band-Aid over (laughs) over a wound. Like, it it ain't really doing anything to really patch up what's happening. So, at the end of the day, it just prolongs the shit. Yeah. And I got another one for you. Okay. So, love languages. Right. We've heard we've heard a lot about love languages oh, over it. over the years. Oh, Ever it. since that book became popular, uh shit is all over the place. Right. Hey yo. What love language do you think has a difficulty dating you? Wow. I'm
0: out here. Damn. I'm shooting for fifty. Wow. I'm shooting for shit. fifty, man. X-A-B with the shot, boy. Um, Damn, you might have to repeat that again. Damn. What love language has a
1: difficulty dating you, a difficult time dating you?
0: Damn. Like, I know for me, people who want quality time. I was about to say, quality time is probably the toughest one. And gift-giving. Oh, gift Gift giving is my specialty. so right. Gift giving is something that I have a hard time accepting. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't feel like I never even said that shit on this podcast. I feel like when people give me gifts, the reaction I give them is not the reaction that they was expecting. I've seen
1: that firsthand one time. <laughs> I wanted to punch you right in your fucking face. I'll never forget that, son. We was at my crib, and Shorty, Shorty was not really balling like that. But she went out of her way to get you a cake. I remember that, yeah. And something else. I forgot what else she got you. And I forgot what ignorant ass shit you said. But you said something like, this is it? And I was like, yo, this nigga cannot be fucking. This nigga can't be for real right now, son. This girl just went out of her way right. to fucking get this nigga a cake. You know she don't got bread like that to, to, to get you that. nothing crazy. That's it? Like And you said, that's it? That's all you got me? I was like, "Yo, not in my crib." That nigga's not doing this shit in my crib. It's like, I think her her friend was there too, and her yeah. friend got tight. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, son! This nigga was wild, son. <laughs> but yes, I definitely seen you not be able to take a gift
0: appropriately, nigga. Right, 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 and then we 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 actually had a conversation after that. What What was that conversation like? It was like, "Yo." Just because you be the one buying me mad gifts or you be the one buying me just random shit don't mean I can't buy you a gift. I just wanted you to react a certain way. And I was just like, it's, it's just hard for me to, I feel like I've been like that in relationships. Like, I feel like outside of buying the gift, it, it, it just feels like, damn, like, you, you didn't have to wait for my birth. I mean, and I get it, it's the birthday, but I just feel like some gifts might hit, like, what the shit with me and you the other day breaking bar, i was like damn like this is this is more than a gift this nigga's trying to help me on some mental shit right here like he's trying to like help me refocus and like recenter um i was i was with my friend the other day uh shout out to rukia and she got me um she got me a journal Mm. and the journal is a fucking guide the journal has steps on like each and every day of how i'm feeling and then has like different like workshops in the in the journal book and i was like wow i don't know if i'm ready to really start writing this book but i know that book you know was like a gift that she probably was like he, he's gonna need this for the next you know journey in his in his life you know what i mean um rosa fucking i don't nigga i don't even know how the fuck this girl did this shit got me a fucking star registered a star and called the shit distinguished mmm and it's not it's not a regular star if y'all niggas know about stars i know a little bit about them nigga it's a supernova if y'all know about supernovas y'all know what that means and i was just like wow different very different so i think i'm learning how to just be more accepted cuz i don't i'm not the type of person to be like yo i want this i want that so i feel like when i get gifts it comes off as this nigga don't care or he's too nonchalant i feel like for the situation you're talking about maybe i was both ignorant and nonchalant like is that all right cool another birthday cake it's my birthday duh (laughs) cake all right i don't
1: know what that was that (laughs) shit was crazy i'll tell you that much um but you you say you wanted to talk a little
0: bit about a break bar right yeah break bar was definitely uh i feel like i needed that um i feel like i had a lot of pent-up anger aggression frustration not just for my family with you know other people other things you know work-wise and I'm getting to a point where I really like I know this I mean you told me this other people have told me this like I know I'm enough from based on the shit that's about to you know really start I'm walking into a brand new chapter of my life next week like I know I'm enough and I feel like you know I wouldn't be me if I didn't push the envelope a little bit. You know what I mean? I don't be getting everything I asked for, but when I ask, I feel like it's it's like in a very uh, meticulous slash polarizing way. It's like, I uh, can't really say yay. Can't really say no. We're going to meet this nigga in the middle, okay? We're going to meet him right here in the middle because you want the, the, the people that, you know, want you around them and, and, and want you in that space. They want you to feel like your voice is also heard. Right. And that's all i be wanting sometimes. You know what I mean? I know I say a lot of shit both on here and on uh, my social media. But, you know, deep down inside, in my mind, I'd be like, man, y'all niggas worried about what I said. Shit, y'all need to be worried about what I didn't say. You need to be worried about what I don't talk about. That's what you really need to be worried about. Because I'll be saying some shit that I just never post. <laughs> I'll be writing some shit that I would never talk about. And um, I think it's important that we have different outlets like a break bar to get those feelings out. So that you don't, you know, God forbid, actually go out there and kill the person that you really don't fuck with. Or go out there and hurt yourself because you feel like the world is fucking with you, you know. So I hope everybody who does get a chance to go there. Um, please you know what i mean uh definitely just go there to get a nice release in a very safe environment um you got a lot of protective gear that you wear when you go in there you do sign a waiver um you know you are exercising with these equipments at your own risk I man is giving them free pom- promo right now listen I'm, i just want i just want people to know that you know there's somebody there for your mental health okay yeah i mean when i thought about um
1: taking you there for your birthday that was just that was definitely something that was at the top of my mind in terms of uh having certain emotions that maybe not understanding that they are there and existing um in a particular type of way because I'm sure you were aware of the anger you had mentioned a couple times bitterness um I'm sure sadness was there but especially in today's society we aren't really as men we aren't kind of pushed into the idea of yo you need to explore your anger a little bit you need to release it and you need to find healthy ways of doing it so what we end up doing is either tiptoeing around the conversations shout out to Kendrick We this tiptoe around our feelings or we just bottle them down and it doesn't feel good so I felt like that was a healthy way to kind of let some of that aggression out, that bitterness, visualize certain things or people. I mean, I was doing the same thing. I was visualizing um, certain moments in life that I was super angry at. Um, But at the end of the day, when you exhaust yourself of literally of your energy, um, of your strength, of your power by... Sledgehammering shit Bro I was tired as fuck After that shit Yeah Hitting Hitting a bag Or hitting a A a person Um Using a bat Like after you're done Exuding all that energy It feels like a release Of those emotions as well So That's a fact Um You know I was therapeutic I think on both ends I haven't hit a bag In a minute So it was great to Punch some shit Um
0: You was fucking That shit up bro (laughs) I thought, I, th- I thought you thought that shit was going to hit you back. That nigga had no arms. <laughs> the nigga had no yeah, arms. Had it's no crazy. Arms,
1: yeah. I, I appreciate that. That's I just him. wanted to, you know what I mean? I just wanted to get, get a nice little. Nigga, you was fucking Crouching Tiger hitting <laughs> back. That's what nigga. the fuck you were, okay? We can't let niggas know the secrets, man. We was, got... I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> All can't... I
0: heard in the background was a, Dum, <laughs> Dum, <laughs> Dum, no, no, no. I see a dust flying through the (laughs) fucking room. See this nigga going. This showdown is happening. Yeah, this nigga is crazy. The showdown is happening. (laughs) That nigga said, "Fucking Doctor Strange." Right? No, no. More like, more like my nigga Bruce. You have to be like (laughs) water, to be able to take on any form, any shape. Okay. You like water, my friend.
1: The hottest water. Wanted to take like a quick second to get back in the form real quick. You so know what I mean? Kick a nigga ear. I was like, "What?"
0: I <laughs> went all the way up there. Well, okay. we was in there, man. We was in there. We was knocking Liling out to some wild trap music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we been throwing bottles and shit. Yo, throwing them fucking glass. I was like, "Yo," I felt like we was like two badass kids fucking shit up in the neighborhood at nighttime, <laughs> just wilding on. <laughs> wilding and I on. feel like we need to do it again.
1: Oh shit! Yeah, I don't know when, but damn. I think before the summer's out, out. We do it again and we get some more princes. Sun and shit. is
0: down. When a,
1: mm. That's a fact, man. Um all right. So seeing as you mentioned, stepping into a new chapter of your life. Big facts. What are some things that you should steps. absolutely tell a new partner early on in dating? That you like
0: to get your feet done. Interesting. <laughs> How did you land on that one? <laughs> Cause just that—that's that, just where I'm at with certain shit. Like, what does that do for you in that partnership in that moment in time? It doesn't do anything for me. If mm-hmm. anything, it should do something for them. I'm the one that's already doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, they should feel like, um, they're gonna think about if they can actually see themselves with this person who not only likes to get their feet done in terms of exterior expression, I know myself. I could be a bit flamboyant in terms of how I dress, you know what I mean? And still um be myself, you know, still operate as a, you know, heterosexual male, but you know what I mean? I'm definitely, you know, very in touch with my feminine side, you know what I mean? I got those fucking two chromosomes, you feel me? So, um I do feel like It's important that I let, you know, the women that I talk to or let new partners up front know I like certain shit that they might not be used to Mm. and kind of put the onus on them to figure out, you know, what it is that they want to do. And I feel like all of this should happen before you start to have sex, before you meet their parents, before you start popping about their job, before you start bringing them to your crib, before they start meeting your parents. I feel like all of those things got to happen.
1: So you feel like the unique quirks about yourself. Oh, yeah. If you were to be on a a first date or dating someone, not first date, but dating someone in the early stages. Yeah. You want them to be aware of those quirks early on before any real feelings start to get attached
0: yeah and for me personally i'm not even telling you that shit on the first date i'm telling you that when we first start talking so if it's like on some social media shit after a while not right out the gate after a while if we've been building a rapport for like i would say more than three weeks after three weeks there's like a bit a bit you know familiarity there you know what i mean a bit of a morale something that you kind of establish there's like there's like a routine that's going and during that routine you know you just say hey i got a quick question you know are you okay with this and how did this make you feel you could either talk about yourself make a third person general thing, whatever the fuck is gonna make you happy but you're gonna get you're gonna get an answer and whatever that answer is you might have to take that shit literal you know what i mean so if that person says something along the lines of oh you know i'm i'm, I'm cool for whatever you want to do you know to your body you gotta take that at Face value, because when you act, when they're actually around you now, when you did the fucking do, when the deed is fucking done, they now they got to sit with that, and now they really got to figure out if they cool with that, and whether they cool with it or not. I'm at i I'm at a space with me personally where I'm not changing how I am or how I'm presenting myself to please an expert. I can't do that anymore, and I feel like I was almost about to do that, For the last person I was talking to, not doing that, mm. honestly, because. Me doing that almost feels like I have to downgrade the um freedom of expression of how I feel about my body to make you feel better about dating me to make you feel better about um to make you feel better about entertaining somebody like me. Mm. And then the downfall to that is I dislike strongly when people give the impression that all of the positive things that they that first attracted them to you goes out the fucking window. I'm not less attractive because you stopped liking me. I'm not less desirable because you no longer want me. I'm not less handsome because you feel like what I did or what I'm doing is a bit ugly. I'm still that motherfucker that you liked. And that part will always remain true. Bitch, you liked me. That ain't going nowhere. Whether we go anywhere or not, you liked me had a thing it did not work out the end that is definitely an
1: interesting take i wasn't expecting that um i don't really know like i i've been asking myself this question all day like in terms of like is it important to tell somebody what you do like early on like is that really important or is that just important in the in the scope of someone trying to figure out how much money you made right like but does like telling someone what type of job you do tell them a little bit more about
0: who you are as an individual i think so i mean i i told somebody the other day how much i made at my current job and they literally stopped talking to me wow i swear i swear to god it was almost as if the mystique about me kind of went away and like i i, I feel like I've, I've been hearing it recently within the last two years like women who never met me and then they meet me in real life they be like yo even though like you be saying this and that like yo you're 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 a mystery to me and i'm like really they're like yeah because it's like you do so much things it's like
1: what do you really do i think sometimes that's why men like to be mysteries though Yeah, I'm a mystery, bitch. Because like you said, though, like sometimes you reveal something. Uh Uh-huh. And I think that this is more so something that men deal with. I could confidently say. Okay. Unlike some of the other debatable conversations that we have. I can almost confidently say men deal with this more than, than women in terms of revealing something about themselves. Right. And then a woman just ghosting
0: them. I had a woman tell me, ex, I will never tell you how much money I make until we get married. But yet she wanted to know how much money I made. And we weren't married. I was like, you don't realize how you be just belittled me just now? You just belittled my whole shit. I've definitely seen
1: myself open up in ways to women, whether it's been about like what's going on in my life or, I mean, shit. I told a girl when, I mean, a girl knew about my sickle cell once, and then that made her second guess what we were doing. So Trash. I hate that so much. I mean. And I know that story. I hate that. I feel like men deal with that a lot more. Like, I feel like when women come with their baggage, niggas, want to be on their captain saber. Hook. Right. And then when men come with their baggage, women are so fucking judgmental. You're so on the fence. Yeah, like if a nigga comes in into the relationship and says, "Yo, I'm not going to hold you. Like I really like you. I'm going to do everything that I can to make sure that this works, but I'm in between jobs right now. I'm making 14.50 an hour. Right now I'm working at CVS and McDonald's. I'm in between jobs. I'm I'm you know working on my resume. I'm about to get back in XY and Z but I was making I was making 75 100k before I just yo after the pandemic took a hit they laid off mad people so I'm in between right now you go on that first date and tell that girl that
0: that's your first and last date I'm telling you that right now you better off waiting until the second and a half date meaning when that second date is about to end you might want to bring that up before you get the bill but
1: I feel <laughs> like as a man if a woman comes to me right now and says I'm working at CVS. As a man, I'm not going to be on something like, oh, I can't never date this chick no more. Like, I ain't going to, like, yo, she, da, da, da. I might, I might try and help and be like, yo, you can't stay at CVS. So let's see, like, as a nice gesture, I'll be probably sending her job, uh, like, applications or whatever the case is. And I feel like men are more inclined to do that than they hear some wild shit. If your girl tells you, yo, I'm living X, Y, and Z and I'm living with four roommates or I'm living in a house and it's like six people in the house. I don't think most men are like, oh, wow, I can never date this chick. Like, I'm done with this. I got to remove myself from the situation. Instead, a nigga is going to be like, all right, well, you know, some nights you can stay with me.
0: It's cool. Men are more comfortable with dating women that have baggage than women are comfortable dating with men that have baggage. That's a fact. That's where we at, bro. I
1: I dare somebody to challenge us on
0: this Nobody, point. Not.
1: I dare somebody There's to clip challenge. Us. Going
0: out because y'all will be lying. You will be lying. You
1: will be lying. <laughs> that is a fact. I, yo, not one of y'all. Listen, we're not talking somebody. about the few times you dated a bum ass nope. nigga. That's not what we talking about. Nope. That is not what we talking about. Because you probably dated the bum ass nigga knowing he was a bum ass. That's nigga. a fact. Like, that's probably what happened. You were probably in a certain space, and he was in a certain space. But I feel like when women elevate to a particular Yo, space, sh- and that man don't, is not there or higher, they ain't looking at you like, nah, fuck preach, that. Preach, preach. Fuck that. Young nigga, preach, preach. You just got this job that gives you 60K. Oh. It's- you, you got it last year. You haven't even fully stepped in your role yet. The bum ass nigga is the one who sent you the application to fill out.
0: That's a fact.
1: He was working at CVS. Mm-hmm. He had the time. He said, go for it, baby. He sent you the application. You now making 60K a year. He's still making his 25K. And now you looking at him like, yo, so when are you going to get a new job? Granted, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with telling your partner to elevate. But I feel like there becomes a, a hidden time limit. That men are not really always aware of Or that men don't necessarily put on women Like Issa and Lawrence
0: Right Lawrence did end up leveling the fuck up Crazy too Um, Like literally I feel like I feel like like he surpassed her She was a teacher That nigga was working for a what Tech company
1: He went He went to a, a different stratosphere Oh But because He was in that in between phase Yeah For three years, too. God damn. Issa lost Mm -hmm. attraction, fell out of love. Right. Wasn't really fucking with it. Now, granted, I get the scenario. I understand. Like, if your partner is just on some other shit for three years and that's not where really the space that you met them in. Right. I I can understand that being a stress. All I'm saying, though, is a man would probably ride that wave out.
0: Now, I'm about to say a real thing. Mm. This shit about to go left. It is. (laughs) Anybody. Dating anybody. In 2022. And beyond. This is what you need to understand. We are no longer dating people. To look at them. To elevate us. Or validate us. You either come elevated. Or you come validated. Or you come with both. Mm. Because when you look for that in other people, and they don't do it either, A, in the time frame you want them to do it, two, they feel like the only reason why you're with them was to become elevated or validated. Three, you are not healed, you are broken. Four, you are wasting their time. They're gonna feel like they always have something over you. So you need to come into the situation literally. A whole fucking situation You need to come And be whoever the fuck you are Before meeting that person So what I'm saying for me Personally I'm at a point I Personally think Out of all the women I dated Only two actually Helped me elevate And I'm Mm -hmm. not talking about um, artistically, I'm I'm talking more 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 along the lines of. Sent me a job application, go fill this out, and then something happened, or, you know, help me get my first credit card. And help me see something different that I honestly could not get on my own. Mm. In terms of everything else that I've ever done, ever attacked in life, nigga, that's been on me. I I'm, I'm self motivated. I'm self-ambitious. I'm self-goal orientated. That's how I've always been. But I feel like, you know, there ain't nothing like a woman's touch. There ain't nothing like, you know, a compassion from a woman who just really wants to see you win. But I feel like your luck will run out when she feels like, you know, she's wasted or she's invested enough time in you. And it just doesn't, you know, it just doesn't pan out. I think we need to stop looking at people to elevate us in partnerships And just accept the companionship for what it is. Accept the person to just be there to rub your back if you had a long day. Accept the person to be there to just talk to if you just want to vent. But looking for people constantly to date only to elevate or you elevate them or you take care of them or they take care of you. I feel like for me now, like, nah, like, I just want you to be there when it's time for us to just have a very meaningful conversation I connect with a nice warm body, a a nice warm personality, but dating you because I'm looking to be elevated or dating you like, no, only I can do that for me. That's where I'm at.
1: I had an amazing conversation over the weekend with another young lady. Um,
0: Yo, bro, hook me up, bro, because what the (laughs) fuck, bro?
1: Uh, I told you I was speaking with a lot of women over the weekend. Was you Um, fucking
0: a lot of women over the weekend?
1: Nope. Nope. You want to know why? Why? I'm going to tell you right now.
0: Please do. I'm a single individual right now. <laughs> what the fuck does that have to do with anything? I was,
1: I'm a single individual this right now. is a bogus I, ass I, D- I said I'm a
0: single individual what, right now. What, and, 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 hey. and, and and were you like homeboy in the bathroom choking the chicken? Is that a yes or nah, no? Nah, chill. Okay. He said, um, chill. he said not this weekend. All right.
1: Cool. Um, yeah, not. Nah. I had an amazing conversation, and we spoke about some of those different components. Like, I agree. I think. In order to show up as your best self, you have to plug your own insecurities. You have to plug the areas where you feel like you're not showing up 100%. The areas that you feel you can better yourself before you step into a relationship with somebody. That was the whole reason behind my six months of stepping away from dating was, all right, there are certain areas that I know when I go into the dating field, I'm a little insecure about. And because I'm insecure about it I can't show up as my best self Like I know that if this question Comes up I'm not really Going to feel some type I'm going to feel some type of way about it Or I know if um, We start talking about Like certain desires I may not be with that And that is not necessarily because um, Of the conversation itself But maybe because it's attached to insecurity. so it's like how do you combat those Insecurities well get over them you figure out the ways that you can make it so that it's no longer insecurity like if it's something that has to do with anything you find it you attack it at the root and you get rid of it amen and so i think that definitely showing up in those capacities elevating yourself to the point of where you Feel comfortable because oh, that's going to be different for everybody. Talk about right? It. For some people, it means elevating themselves to making 100K. And then once they're making 100K a year, they feel like, yo, I'm making enough money that no chick, when they ask me, so how much money do you make, is going to make me feel bad for saying, yo, I make 100K a year. What's up? <sighs> right? Like if you elevate yourself to that level damn. where a question like that comes and you don't even feel like, damn, the moment I tell her this number, is the moment this conversation might go left, like if I'm if she's like, yo, so how much you making? I'm like, I mean, I make thirty k, but you know, I'm I'm st- I'm trying to get, you know, I, I do this on the side too. So
0: she gonna say, "Tab, please."
1: Right, like at that point, Waiter. your insecurity is still there. Waiter, like, but if you're able to sit there and you waiting for that question, please, please ask me how much money how much money you make? oh 250 a year yeah 250 a year Shit. you know what i mean ain't nothing um you know i work a lot but da, 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 da. like once you get into that realm or even physically right when we look at ourselves and we say to ourselves like yo how do we where do we or, or when do we feel the most sexy or when do we feel the best about ourselves and if you're not there, when you go on a date, you might be a little self-conscious, right? right? Like, damn, I still got a stomach. And the <laughs> perfect version of me is a six-pack. So when I walk into this restaurant and I know that my stomach is out a little bit or, or like, the clothes ain't fitting the way I want it to fit, I might be sitting there self-conscious. And I'm not going to order what I really want to order. Right. Right. And, and the moment she says, yo, babe, let's go to bathhouse or let's go to the beach, I'm feeling some type of way because now I got to take my shirt off and I'm not comfortable with how my body looks. And what that does for some people is it puts them in a bad mood. You don't even realize your mood didn't switch because you're insecure about what your partner is asking you to do because now it's it's starting to step on an insecurity of yours.
0: If you gotta take your shirt off, you might as well take the shorts off. You might as well put the condom on and just get straight to it. Okay.
2: Um
1: <laughs> but yeah, I think I think plugging the holes that are gonna make you feel the most comfortable when you step into these situations is the only way to date and date in a healthy space. Like yeah, a lot of people are dating with their insecurities right on their back. And then they wonder why, when they get into certain conversations, they feel uncomfortable, or they get into certain positions, they feel uncomfortable, or the date doesn't go well, or whatever have you. And it's because, right? Just bringing it back to a common theme, the moment she asks you that question about your paycheck, that you already yourself are like, I don't fuck with this paycheck that I get. I don't, I don't fuck I don't, with yeah. this amount of money I don't that fuck I
0: with get. This job,
1: right? And the moment she hits on that nail, now she's hitting on a pain point of yours. Now she's fitting, hitting on an insecurity, and now you're sitting there like, yo, you're confronting not only her words, but your your own words in the back of your head. Like, nigga told you you should have got a better job. Now this chick going
0: to leave you because you don't got the money. You ain't got this. Uh, niggas is literally, there's there's probably a lot of, there's, there is a percentage of niggas out there that's Making just as much money as they feel like they need to to keep up with the chick that they want versus chicks is just making enough money just so that they have money. That's a fact. But the
1: the moral of the story, I guess, in this case is yeah. attempt to make what is going to make you feel comfortable. Yeah.
0: So if thirty five k is going to make you feel comfortable, right? And
1: it. and and that's the and that's the lifestyle that you want, then do that.
0: And that also doesn't mean you can't get the chick that's making 85000 k either. It she doesn't. May, she might be okay with you.
1: But just make sure you're shooting for the people that are okay with what you're making and don't shoot for the individual that you know that when you come to the table with 35K, they're going to make that insecurity of yours, if you're insecure about it, shine brighter than the motherfucking sun, right? Like, if you're shooting for somebody that you know is like, yo, I don't really care how much you make, then you fine, you good. Or if you're comfortable with 35K and you like, yo, this is what I make. (laughs) If you don't fuck with it, you don't fuck with it. it. This is where I'm at right now. I know the type of person that I am and I know where I'm elevating to. I'm doing this now, but my goal ain't to stay at 35K. My goal is to do this, and this is all the seeds that I planted to get there. If you're at that space in your life, then shit, you in a good space. Like, go for it. But if you're going in there and you are insecure about it, you're insecure about your body, you're insecure about the amount of money you make. You're insecure about the car that you drive, whatever the job that you have, whatever have you, you're going to put yourself in a position where you're going to show up and right. you're going to be upset when this individual does not acknowledge you in a way that makes you feel good. That's a fact. So that that's one aspect of it. Um, I think the other thing that comes to mind when when I was speaking with this young lady about um different types of relationships and, and things of that nature is making sure that you're being your authentic self. We spoke about this before. The only way that you can be authentic is by making sure that you are comfortable with the person that you want to present as. A lot of people, like we spoke about earlier, it's all coming full circle, are showing up as representatives because they are uncomfortable with the real truth. Mm -mm. And so those are the two things I think a lot of people are battling with when it comes to relationships. I personally feel like, me me personally, and I think this is, again, I think men handle this way better. I personally feel like, I just want you to show up as you. And if there are things that we need to work through, we could work through it together. The young lady that I was speaking with also said the same thing. She said, isn't there a beauty in working through your vulnerabilities together with your partner? And I said, absolutely. But I think we've lost that in age. It's like that is a great thing when we're teenagers. When you're in high school, you don't care about what job your girl has or your man has. When you go to college, you don't care about what job. You don't care about what major. You don't care about none of that. That's true. But as you get older. As you graduate and get up out of there, sure. When you start getting into the workforce, now it becomes, well, where do you work? And that, for some people. What do you do? What are your hours? And that, for some people, becomes a factor As to, oh, if I'm going to continue dating them or not. Oh, you work here? And let's be real. In some cases, you can understand it, right? If you have a particular lifestyle that you're looking forward to living, I get it when you're like, all right, well, we're not going to match up. If I want to go on vacation every three months and my partner is pretty much telling me that they ain't trying to go on vacation for the next three years because they ain't got it like that. They're trying to save. I got you. Heard understood y'all we not on the same wavelength in terms of lifestyle but in the aspect of i think how we it feels like we judge people based off of certain positions i don't love like that and i had to tell somebody that the other day because we were talking about unconditional love and if it exists in romantic love and i've said it absolutely does it is a unconditional love is a state of love um it's not one or the other It's not a pick or choose You're either romantically in love with somebody Or you are unconditionally loving them I think that it is a state You can start off as romantic And then it can elevate to a romantic unconditional love Now I feel like unconditional love Because there's been a clip circulating There's a young woman who said that She thinks that romantic love um Is absolutely conditional And I'm like I think that we start convoluting things because everything is conditional, nigga. It's conditional to live. It's, you gotta, you gotta breathe. You gotta eat. You gotta sleep to live. That's a condition. Everything is based on those conditions. If you can't do none of them shits, nigga, you clipped. But when we're talking about unconditional love, we're talking about the aspect of you should not love me based off what I have. Yeah, you should love me no matter what. You shouldn't love me based off of uh, the money I make. You shouldn't love me based off of if I am sick today or in, in great health today. You should love me in spite of those things. Yeah, no matter what. Ma- materialistical, materialistic things. The reason why I won't say no matter what is because I also feel like, because a lot of people were saying, well, if you have respect and boundaries for yourself, then that is a condition. I don't think that that's a condition. Respect for myself is... And boundaries is not a condition of my love. That is a condition of what I will allow to happen to me. But my love can go, my love lives outside of that. Like if I have boundaries, if I say, yo, I want to be in a monogamous relationship where we don't cheat on each other. That is not necessarily a condition of how I'm going to love you. I am basically telling you what is needed And for me to get to a state of unconditional love, I need to feel safe and I need to have a sense of trust with an individual. And I think a lot of people don't get the difference between the two. I think unconditional love when it comes to romance is based off of trust and it's based off of safety for a lot of people. If I feel safe enough to be my most vulnerable self, then I will be that. If I trust you enough to take care of my most vulnerable self, then I'll show you that a lot of unconditional love when it comes to like pets, parents, um and kids, that is based off of necessity and bonding, right? Like this little thing, whether it's a pet or a young human, is unable to take care of themselves. If I don't take care of them, they're going to die, right? Mm-hmm. They're not going to be here. And so within that process of rearing and making sure that this young person is survives and lives I form a bond right. and within that bond being created I'm not necessarily looking for anything in return right like I know that if I'm raising this person for 18 to 25 years ain't shit they could do for me at the end of the day I didn't gave up 25 years of my life making sure that you survived and you were good and you got the best that I could give you Right. There is no return on investment on that. That just can never happen. Same thing with a pet. Right. A pet can never give you what you give them. It, you don't have the expectation of that. But when it comes to love and unconditional um, love in that instance, I think is more based off of if I can trust that you can take all of me, mm-hmm. I will give you all of me. It doesn't necessarily mean that I don't have boundaries for myself or i i'm going to love you in spite of you disrespecting right i'm going to love you in spite of you breaking the commitment that we have with one another if we say that yo we're not going to cheat on each other and you cheat on on me i may still have unconditional love for you but out of respect for myself i don't have to be in a relationship with you anymore mm. and i think that that's where we're getting it mixed up and convoluted um Unconditional love definitely can exist in a romantic space And I don't think that just because you are romantic with somebody That means that your love is necessarily conditional Unless we're just being extreme with with verbiage And we're just saying that everything has a condition Because again, in life everything has a condition Then, And then that means this conversation is convoluted Makes no sense to even have um, before we dip out of here, Kendrick Lamar' biggest uh first week sales of any album, um this year. I uh, seen one report that said two hundred and eighty k. I seen another report that said two hundred and ninety five k. Um, and then I seen a lot of reports, basically focusing on the fact that the biggest artists of our generation. The men, in particular, are talking about mental health.
0: Yeah, I did see that. um, Drake has been talking about mental health his entire career. Um, Also, going back to Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Kendrick Lamar wrote a whole record about fucking ADHD. Mm. So, and he called the shit swimming pools. It was so metaphorical that it probably went over a lot of your heads. Half of the video, he's fucking falling into a black hole. Mm-hmm. These rappers, over the years, I mean, shit, I was talking to you about a fucking, w- one of the greatest rappers that ever fucking lived that was talking about mental health out the fucking gate. Dark Man X, also known as DMX. I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up. The name of his first album was It's Dark and Hell is Hot. That's a fact. Rappers, Tupac has been talking about it. Biggie, it was all a dream. I used to read Word Up Magazine, and song, Pepper, Heavy, D... Right, but like, like all of these things, like rappers were talking about the struggles that they was going through. You know what I mean? So, like, to say that our favorite rappers are talking—they—they they, our favorite rappers been talking about mental health. And as much as the term continues to get popularized and glamorized, and all, and oftentimes weaponized and misused, mixed in fucking bullshit and misogyny and all this type of shit rappers have always been very conscious of what it is that they want to put out I don't think rappers are going in the studio putting out records and saying oh this is gonna this this is gonna sound dope no they know it's gonna be dope but they also know consciously what they're doing so shout out to the rappers that are continuously pushing the needle talking about their mental health talking about the things that affect them and they're not necessarily worried about at this point record sales album sales and uh, you know what record goes number one and shit like that. I mean, the the artist that was talking about this the other day that we were talking about was Kaylani mm. taking back control over her artistic feel, her vibe. I wish more artists do that. You know, SZA has also been talking about her. Like, come on, like supermodel. Come Supermodel's on. the one. Come on, y'all. What are we talking about? Are we really going there, y'all? Yo. I'm going to need y'all to get y'all sources together. A silly play. I I get it. You
1: got to be contemporary about the articles that you create and you make. So you make it seem like everything is new. But hip-hop has been ingrained and rooted in mental health for since its inception. Like, that's literally where hip-hop is kind of based off of is The living conditions that people were in and what it was doing to the neighborhoods and in turn what that was doing to the people that lived in the neighborhoods. Right. Literally the stories that were told um, since hip-hop has been a thing. So I get it, you know. They always got to make it seem like this is something new. Um, But within the the three, within Kendrick, uh, Drake, and Cole... I do feel like if we are to make an argument, they are popularizing therapy and not running from the conversations as opposed to maybe in the early 2000s and late 90s where mental health was masked by hypermasculinity, Instead of people talking about like DMX stood out because he made a slipping and falling While everybody else was talking about I'm going to take your head off Or I'm going to yeah. shoot you yeah. Or I'm going to do this that and a third And it was really masking mental health crises And issues So I guess if we're having that type of conversation I get it um, I do I and I will say That Kendrick I think delved deeper than any of the other Artists in The last decade um, If not longer The way he delved into mental health was on a different plane. Like, that was totally different. Um, He went deep. He went vulnerable. And he did it in a way where it was still entertaining to listen to. Mm. So, um, I just want to keep giving that man his flowers every chance I get. Now, I did have a piece of controversy here. If you listen to the album, Kendrick mentions a couple of times... Hakim, Baby Keem, his cousin, um, his cousin's father. All of this is around Baby Keem. Mm. And I'm starting to feel this is totally me speculating. This is totally me just causing a ruckus. Do not take this with uh you know, don't take it as fact. Mm. But I'm starting to feel like Kendrick's Split from top dog has something to do with baby Keem. so question for you baby keen is signed to uh, baby Keem is signed to kendrick pl um, lang the new um platform that kendrick created the new business he created the label and baby Keem is is signed directly there and a lot of in a lot of kendrick songs he mentions um I was able to get your son. Uh I was happy to see him get his first million. Or um, you know, I did this, that, and the third for Keem. Or I did this for Hakeem. And I'm starting to feel like there might have been some talks about, yo, bring baby Keem over to Top Dog. Oh, I see what you're saying now, now. Maybe the talks are how Keem was going to get signed, didn't sound favorable, or didn't sound like what Kendrick was interested in, or maybe Kendrick said, "Yo, let's bring him to the label, but he's my artist, cause I want to cultivate him, I want to develop him." And Top Dog said, "Nah, that's not really how we trying to run this shit." And Kendrick said, "Okay, cool, I'm signing him, and I'm matter of fact, I'm gonna start my own label. Like the contracts over." Let's just split ways. Let's just split and I'll be able to handle it. So quick question. So the last album that he dropped on Top Dog was Damn? No, the last album on Top Dog was this one. Oh okay. the last album. Oh,
0: this one. Okay.
1: So after this That's it. Yeah. Speculated that this could be his last album in general, or speculated that he now will operate out of PL Lang. That's uh that's supposed to be his his um label. So interesting. I feel like Baby Keen was in the middle of that. Could be just speculation, could be me just putting too many pieces together. But it sounds like not that there's bad blood between him and Top Dog, because they, they he said that there's no bad blood between him and the label. But I think a a difference in opinion when it came to uh creativity and artist development. That is what I'm getting um from the way that this album sounds and the split and all of that okay mr morrow
0: with the big steppers man what's the tough in knot in the words of apollo creed to rocky there is no tomorrow mm. that shit hit me hard when i heard him say that today that they take the clip from the he was like, there is no tomorrow, Rocky. There is no tomorrow. And it just kept echoing that shit. I was like, "We got to get to it now. Now you should be a better person. Don't wait until you do some shitty shit. Now you should want to be great. Don't say, oh, one day I will. Because in that moment, Rocky is getting fucked up by Apollo Creed. They sparring and he's like, tomorrow, tomorrow I'll do it. He's like, there ain't no tomorrow, Rocky. Mm. And that could apply for anything. Kobe Bryant said it best. The problem is, you think you have time. Mm. There is no tomorrow, y'all. Now.
1: I think we all benefit from loving, caring, nurturing. And approaching people the way that we would want to be approached, loved, cared for, and nurtured for. I know that's cliche, that's called the golden rule. Um, But I don't think that we take the time to actually internalize what that message means. And even more specifically, in dating. Would you want somebody to stop Caring for you, loving you, dealing with you Giving you the energy that they once did Based off of the material things that you may possess Or would you prefer that it be because There is an actual difference In your personalities Or life goals, views, depictions I think that a lot of us do things without taking into account how it would make somebody else feel. Um, what's the reality? A lot of us got caught up in this materialistic social media world where you see all these quote-unquote power couples that are on trips 24-7, Show. that all have perfect bodies, and then we fool ourselves into saying quote-unquote, I deserve that. You don't even know what the fuck that is to deserve it. That's a fact. You don't know if as soon as the camera goes off, that nigga is in her face. You don't even know if you really want that. You just like what you see
0: because you see it. You, you don't, don't even know how much it, it it takes for them to maintain that lifestyle. That maintenance price weight is probably more than that photo could ever uh, fucking capture.
1: And maybe it's not. Maybe it is just all uh, shits and giggles. Right, and that's fine too. Maybe it's all post. You're right, but at the end of the day, that doesn't mean that they didn't go through whatever they went through to maintain that that status of couple. I know one couple that I follow. The boyfriend, both of them have amazing bodies. The boyfriend. Definitely does not have as many followers as the girlfriend. And obviously, in that particular instance, she is the one essentially building his page up, which then would in turn mean that she's putting money in his pocket, which then in turn means that his bu- his business is growing because of her. Right? And a lot of us don't even think about it in that mind frame. But for me, that means... Their relationship is probably built off of something else other than who is the breadwinner, who is the one who is financially stable, X, Y, and Z. I think that their relationship is probably built off of whatever brought them together outside of money, outside of fake perfection, outside of all these other things. The things that are keeping them together are not on camera. Is what I'm saying The things that make that relationship work Are not on camera They're showing you the things that y'all want to see And so When y'all look at This social media era Of perfection and when People are easy to dismiss One another based off of schemas in their brain As to these perfect lifestyles Y'all are not taking into the Into account the real conversations that go into keeping these couples together, the hard moments, the hard decisions, the nights where niggas is arguing—all those things—you're not taking that into account. You're just seeing perfection and saying, "I want that." So, again, when dealing with one another, I think that is important to keep in mind: to treat, nurture. Love, respect, and approach people with the same value that you would want them to have on you in turn. Another episode of Dad's Botas is.